All right, what's going on, everybody? Welcome back to another episode of Hindsight Hacking. And today, our special guest, Mr. Robert Siegelquist. Yeah, I'm so glad you have to go first because that name, that's a, that's a hard name. Like, you know, I, it was a really good conversation and I was very excited just to like connect with him because we use his products. Yeah, yeah, definitely. Robert, he's, uh, he's all about some amazing stuff. And uh, I, I know we definitely didn't even want to end this conversation, but out of respect of time, we, we let him go. So what do you say? Let's get to it. Have you ever wondered how highly successful entrepreneurs think? So did we. So we asked hundreds of entrepreneurs a very simple question. If they had perfect hindsight, what advice would they give themselves? I am Corey Carter. And I'm Ron Cool. Join us on our journey implementing and sharing all of our learnings while we hack our hindsight along with our guest hindsight to give us all better foresight. Listen along the way as we find and unlock their secrets that made them successful through hidden traffic, joint ventures, and much, much more. This is Hindsight Hack. Welcome back to Hindsight Hacking. Today, our special guest, Mr. Robert Siegelquist, which hopefully I said that right because I'm bound to miss that one. Uh, he's one of those unemployable types uh, because he always has a better way to do things and being stuck in the corporate skeleton that is inflexible and not willing to change just doesn't suit him very well. He's dabbled in a number of things, but found a knack in the systems automation space with a heavy focus on email, co email and copywriting. And he's the founder of Groups Pro, uh, a way to truly help you grab all your email addresses and then some with your Facebook groups. Robert, thank you so much for joining us today. What's going on, guys? Robert, we're stoked to have you. Uh, I think I'm gonna I'm gonna add on to your uh, intro about. And, and take some of that for myself because I think I'm unemployable as well. But for the people that don't know who you are, or what Groups Pro is, can you give them a quick little backstory about you? Yeah. Um, so I'm Robert. I'm the internet marketer and cowboy hat is kind of what I've been getting coined as here lately because there's nobody else that wears cowboy hat in this space. And I didn't wear it to be an icon, but it became an icon when I wore it. So it worked out. Um, anyway, yeah. So Groups Pro is actually a Chrome extension for Facebook group owners that automates the process of collecting your new members' email addresses and the questions you're asking them. Um, do y'all talk about marketing in here? I, I honestly haven't watched y'all show. Okay, so yeah. I'll give a little backstory on how it came to be then. Yeah. Um, one of the things, I'm in Offer Lab, Steve Larson's high-ticket program, and he's got a framework around, he calls it the Xavier model, but how to build an offer and structure. And one of the things is look at the market, see what the market needs, Look at the solutions that are out there and find the gap and fill it. Because oftentimes it doesn't take a lot of change. It's just that little tweak that makes the difference. And so there's a number of tools that do what my tool does, but they don't do it as well. And then it becomes a me too offer. And there's a whole thing about offer structure in there that it's a whole other conversation. Um, but I, I saw a need in the market. I was like, okay, well you, you, you have this tool that does the thing, but then I still have to set up Zapier and Google sheets and this mess. And a lot of people don't have the tech sab to do that. They don't understand what they don't know. It doesn't work. Zapier has issues, blah, 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 blah. So I went and built a tool with the direct integration so that you, if you have, auto, as of right now, active campaign, convert kit, and get response, we have direct integrations, as well as Facebook custom audiences. So you can build a custom audience and advertise to your group 
or for your group. Anyway, that's how we maybe we'll get to that later on. Um, Corey's laughing at me. So I think that- <laughs> no, we need like a whole day of, of- I know. I was like, maybe we should do like a three day seminar about Groove's Pro, man. <laughs> we could do it. We could definitely do it. All right. So, uh, and, and you have a, I think, is it the business name like Cowboy Marketer? Or is that? The true business name is Derivative Advertising LLC. Okay. Um, I have a number of domains. One of the domains that I use is my fun one is CowboyHatMarketing.com. Cowboy Hat Marketing. There it is. Okay. I love that. Everybody it's hat day anyway, because I had to wear my hat because I knew Corey would wear a hat and I knew you were coming with a hat, so I had to wear a hat. Yeah. I wear a hat every day, uh, usually this one, but sometimes I, I switch it up. So, okay. So let's get into a little bit of you found the gap, um, but how did you, you know, get started? You know, when did you realize you're like, I am unemployable? When did you realize that this is my direction that I'm going? I blame my father for that. Um, he has a, a line that if you want a job done right, get a lazy guy to do it. And I actually read that in a book recently. So I'm sure that my father wasn't the original person to say that. But obviously a lazy guy that has morals and wants to get his job done. But I've always been more interested in doing a job easier than doing a job at all. Um, you pay me to get a job done. You don't pay me to spend eight hours doing it. And I'm of the mindset that if I can get my work done in two hours and sit on my phone for six hours, I'm still doing now people don't appreciate that. They want you to work for eight hours. It's like, I put more in in eight hours than he does in a week. Like, right. Be serious about this. That's, that's why I have become unemployable because my time is worth more than me yep. than you can pay me for it. And, and then a traditional corporate job can pay me for it. Um, but from a young age, my father taught me to think for myself and to view the world as a problem that needs to be solved. And so I've always just, Hey, how do we do something lazier, better, easier than we do now? How do I get as much work done with as little effort as I can? And um, my first quote unquote programming experience was a PowerPoint interactive training program I built in high school to teach teachers how to issue textbooks. Oh my gosh, that's hilarious. So the backstory on that, we don't have time for. Um, <laughs> but I was really good friends with the assistant principal that was in charge of that, blah, 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 blah. So I built, I mean, it was literally interactive. Like you had to grab the, in PowerPoint, you had to grab the scanner, scan the code, scan the student, scan the code, scan this. Like it was a pretty interactive thing. Um, and uh, it was all screenshots and like, it, 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 it compared to what I can do now, it was a joke. But like for me then, it was a pretty awesome thing. It was a big deal. Right. So, nice yeah. cool. um, so went down a road of education. I've got four degrees that don't do anything for me now. <laughs> wow. but yeah that's another another story for a long day you have debt um, to go along with that i'm sure no actually i don't <laughs> um, luckily my parents texas had the uh, texas tomorrow fund which was uh 403b no that's a charity fund i don't know what it was anyway basically they bought a degree at the rates in the 90s and then it paid out credit for credit when i paid it out so it was like a quadruple value when they paid out. And then there was a little bit of education that went after that. And I, I pocketed that. I, I paid that out of pocket after I exhausted that fund. Sure. Um, so luckily it, it never, my, I have no, no educational debt. I have debt now. But we won't go to that story. Um, <laughs> yeah. Anyway. So where were we at? Um, father Sorry. taught me to be independent, think for myself. And so I went into traditional work. I've been run off of my, not run off per se, but just not employable in my last several jobs because I get into companies. My last nine to five, when I interviewed, my interview was literally a beer with my, with my VP and which is awesome. Um, 
underpaid, underappreciated job. I could tell it from the get go. I knew it wasn't going to last long, but I got in and I told him when I hired, when, when we interviewed, I was like, Hey, I'm going to have ideas and make things better. And he was like, all right, sure. Do it. So I come in and my first project on my own, I make a mistake. No big deal. Hey, you got a mark on your record. You screwed up live report. Fine. No big deal. What did I do? They told me what I did. I said, well, then let's solve the problem. You're expecting people to remember to fill in a blank that's not on the paper. Let's put an extra blank on the paper. Oh, no, no, we don't want to do that. And I was like, <laughs> software solution for a hardware problem. Like, it's a, it's a, it's a, there's no common sense in that. And like the third time that happened, I was like, I can't do this. This is just not. And then I got a call from a contract, another group that I worked for on and off. And they were like, hey, we got a project. I was like, hey, I'm out. Let's go. And I uh, walked in my office to, to, uh, uh, my office was in Dallas. I live in Houston. So my office in Dallas I went up there you know, every third week or so. And uh, I walked in the office and my boss, my my manager was like, Hey, I need your a copy of your driver's license because we're, you're going on a federal job, blah, 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 blah. And uh, I said, number one, you have my driver's license already. Why are you asking me for it again? The company has my driver's license. Like, why do you need my driver's license when it's already on file? This is again, an issue. We're like, Hey, let's not, you know, chase our tail. And then I was like, I won't be working here in three weeks. She was like, what? She thought I was joking. One of her managers was in the office with us that day. And uh, I was like, I won't be here. She's like, what? I was like, I won't be here. She's like, you're kidding. I was like, no, I'm, this is my three weeks notice. Like I was planning to give you two weeks notice next week, but here's my three weeks notice today. And uh, so all that to say, I just, I don't work well in an environment that people don't want to flex and move and boom. You know, this is how we've always done it. This is how it's going to be is not the attitude for Robert. Yeah, it's it's interesting because I will say, um, hold on, stop. Was it my turn, Corey? It wasn't my turn. No, it was your turn. It was my turn. Okay. Gosh. <laughs> anyway, I'll cut that out. But anyway, no, I, I think it's I think it's interesting. You said a lot of things that like spoke to me. I was telling Corey, it sounds like like my last position, and, and you know, for me, I'm I've always been the problem solver. I'll think of unique ways. I'll I'll get you the results you want to get. And what's funny is the last three jobs have loved that because it was, it tripled sales. It did this, it did that, it did this. And it got them to a place that they didn't think they would get to. But once you get there and I want to creatively do something else, they're like, Oh no, what do you, you can't do that. And then, then you become the bad guy. And it's like pound sand, man. Like that is not something I want to do. But for, for you, I, I loved how, you, you coined it unemployable, right? And and then you really just relied on yourself to keep keep moving that forward. When did you really decide, hey, not only am I unemployable, I've got now this this other thing I'm gonna do. I'm gonna really go towards this group pros idea or was there other things that happened before that? Yeah, groups pro was a down the line thing. Um, I started my first web hosting account in on April Fool's actually. So just after- <laughs> on April Fool's, um, okay. not funny as that may be, and of last year. So I've only been at this just over a year now. Um, I, I got in, I don't know when exactly I decided I couldn't work for somebody else, but I told myself I was going to start a web design company because what I wanted to do was systems consulting. I wanted to do consulting where I come into an office, you know, and I don't think I could ever actually do corporate consulting because it would just, I'd kill myself before I wanted to do that. Mm -hmm. uh, these don't fit elevators anyway. <laughs> but um, I would come into an office and, and the title that I had concocted was like systems, systems improvement engineer, something, you know, to that effect. It was about five words, but it was systems improvement engineer was essentially what it was. 
And I was like, all right, so what I'm going to do is I'm going to start a company in web design and I'm going to do websites and build it up till I have enough credibility that I understand how to run a business. That I can sell myself as a consultant. Well, I don't, I can do the tech side. Like I understand HTML and coding. I don't have the eye for design, nor do I have the patience to put up with people. Like, what do you want your site to look like? Well, what can you make it look like? I can make anything you want. Just tell me what you want. Um, so funny how that is. That, that burned me out pretty quick. Yeah. And uh, anyway, so so that last couple months, and then that kind of rolled into doing the the automation Zapier consulting. And for those that don't know, Zapier is a is a midway tool to move data between two things, like the post office. If you have a letter at your house and want it to go to an office somewhere, the post office, you know, postal service moves it for you. Um, cool things Zapier can also do manipulation in in transit. They can you know you can I can multiply or divide or do variable fields stuff like that. Um, but it's, it's a data movement tool. And so it's, it's a really cool thing that if you're not using, you should be using. And actually we were all on, um, the, the first time we all saw each other was on X's and, and O's. X's and O's. I've yeah. actually done some consulting for him now um, nice. because I was like, why have I never heard from your company since I, you know, was on the show twice now. And he was like, what do you mean? I was like, you're not sending out any promo. You're not telling me what you do that, that you know, cause he makes no follow up. Right. Right. And I was like, when he, he was like, well, how would I do that? I was like, oh my God. So we got on and set up a zap from JotForm to Active Campaign. Right. And we're setting stuff up that'll do some rotating every Sunday. You'll get a reminder, hey, how do I, you know, every Saturday you'll get a reminder, hey, you're going to be on the show tonight or Friday, whatever. And then Sunday you're going to get um, a, uh, here's how to submit your stuff that, you know, you said you would give on the show or whatever. Really awesome. part of the, the input form, I think, but we're not going there. Anyway, so. I'm sidetracked again. I'm sorry. I did no, this is this. I mean, cause I will tell you, that was something that we noticed cause we've been on the show multiple times and we're actually really good friends with Jim. Um, and we're like, dude, like I, I missed a show because I didn't realize I was on the show until like an hour before until they were trying to get everybody on. To and and I, I text, I was like, wait a second. Am I supposed to be on the show tonight? And they're like, yeah. I was like, I can't do it. Like I can't do it tonight. So I totally missed it. So I think that's a, that's a great, need yeah. yeah and you know ron and i might actually you know have a side conversation with you after this about some yeah. of that stuff because yeah absolutely <laughs> but we'll, we'll wait for we'll not not put that on the podcast at this point so so a year ago walk us through like you you know so early 2019 um you know i've seen your photos and i know you were at OfferMind late 2019 like walk us through that year and and kind of all the stuff that's been going on since um so January is when I went to work for the environmental consulting company, indoor air quality group. That was the last job that I screwed up the lab report and they told me that, you know, they didn't want to change anything. And there was a number of events that happened to that same effect. And I knew that job wasn't going to work. And that was so that I quit that job in June. I think, I think the end of June was my last time. It was either June or July. I think I was out before July 4th, but anyway, um, we, in the last three years, I haven't held a job more than six months, which makes me sound like a really shitty person. I hope this is, I can say that or y'all can blur it out. Anyway, you can do it. You're good. Bad person, like, you know, I'm a, I'm a trouble causer and that kind of thing. And, and I am in the sense of, I just don't follow the corporate rules. Um, and so I knew something had to change and I, I didn't necessarily plan to drop that job and not go back to work, but I dropped that job for a contract that I was working roughly three weeks on three weeks off for about six months. Uh, I was flying to Portland, Oregon on a, on a, uh, 
solar facility demo. I'm a safety safety guy, kind of sort of officially, you know, uh, educated for that stuff. Um, so I was trying to get my web design stuff off the ground. And I did what a lot of people do in that I was chasing my tail doing nothing, but I thought I was working because I spent all my time in front of a computer. I was like, I've got to be working. Something's got to happen, right? And here we are eight months later and I'm still kind of in that mode. Um, yeah, shut up, Corey. I saw the number you posted for broke the other day. Um, <laughs> Ask me what it, what it was looking like uh, four months ago and well, last year. <laughs> oh, it was different. It was a different world four months ago, man. Yeah, I'm at that break over now. Um, things are changing. Um, it's funny that I've gotten into copywriting and people like why weren't you doing this already and I was like what do you mean anyway that's we'll get to there in a minute but so last year um I'd found I'd found click funnels prior to last year and then it resurfaced kind of a thing and um anyway so I was going to use click funnels to sell websites I know that makes all kinds of sense um but uh so da 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 OFA da 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 Steve Larson da 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 Offermind da 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 Hey, should I spend $25,000? No. Should I spend $25,000? No. Should I spend $25,000? No. I texted my girlfriend. I said, just say yes or no. She said yes. And I said, okay. And I did it. Um, didn't even ask. She didn't know what she was agreeing. Holy smokes. Like that's, I want to touch on that. We're touching on that. I'm extremely (laughs) impulsive. Um, sometimes to a fault. And I had no business joining offer lab. I still haven't. What's funny, uh, another guy that's in there, and I don't want to reveal his identity just because I don't know how he feel I'm saying it publicly, but another guy that's in there I talk to a lot, he and I have discussed the fact that we need to be in Offer Lab now, not yeah. a year ago. Right. They've developed us to the point that we're ready to get in the program. Program's great for somebody doing 100K that wants to scale to a million or more. Right. But it's really hard to double a goose egg because double goose egg. <laughs> and it was a great offer because I was in the room there. Um, and it was a, a, like, I was tempted as well. And uh, luckily Ron wasn't there with me or we would have probably, we probably would have done it for sure. <laughs> You're glad you didn't. And I'm just going to yeah. say that. We'll, yeah. we'll say that for a long time the conversation. Um, it's a great program if you're ready for it. And that's, that's what it boils down to. Um, anyway, so I got an offer lab. So that was September in November. We were there by this point. I can recite Steve's material. Like I can give you word for word what he says in videos because I've watched it so damn many times. The problem is I didn't have the application behind it. And so I understand, and I'm, I'm getting to that point now where I understand what I need to do, but it's the putting the hands-on application of, you know, doing the thing now. Um, and I have some oral, oral, moral and ethical issues with that because yeah. a lot of what I see in the marketing world is lies and, and smoke and mirrors. And I have, I actually started an email the other day. I never sent it out called guru phobia because I've seen so much BS and so much crap out there that it's hard. And then you see things like, you know, let's just for y'all example, we'll just use this example. This is not reality, right? Right. Ron is a real estate professional that can run ads like an SOB. <laughs> Corey wants to learn how to run ads. <laughs> Corey goes to Ron, takes Ron, Ron's course and gets pretty good. But Ron is a testimonial video on Corey's page. Yeah. Now I don't believe a single thing you say after that. Yeah, it's, it's I've disproven part of it, so it's all false. Right. And that's that's my issue is I've seen so much of that in this space, and I have to tell myself to be stupid because I can see through most advertising. Right. And most of us that are in the advertising space can do that. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. And it's funny because um, Eugene Schwartz, I love Eugene Schwartz, 
uh, breakthrough advertising. If you haven't read this, you should. It's 125 bucks, best $125 you'll ever spend in your life. It is a copywriting book, but it is a, if I was to write this out, you would really easily find the Xavier method that Steve teaches. That's, That's all I'm going to say on that. Um, but not all of it, but a lot of it is, 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 uh, well, most of the stuff out there is just, it's, stuff it's, it's regurgitated. Yeah, right. Yeah. It really is. Um, yeah. Anyway, that clarify, that wasn't a knock at Steve. It's just a lot yeah. of his stuff is in here, but he, toward the end of this, he actually talks about the fact that he would read common man magazine. Like I just read the closing on this today and uh, he said, Eugene would read, he would, he would basically be a common man because he, he had separated himself at that point. His, his monetary income was different. His, his life was different, but he made himself stay as a common person so that he would continue to um, understand or be, be of the mindset of a common. You know what I'm trying to say there? Yeah, yeah. No, I understand. Like not uh, – this is nowhere near as high energy. It's kind of fun to sit back and talk. That's all um, good, man. I know, but most most people want to do this high energy crap, and it's not really any fun. We just like being real, man. So yeah, yeah. We 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 don't script our shows. It's you know we find it it goes so much better. It's just a conversation, and people seem to enjoy it better. So it's good. Yeah. Okay. So I'm gonna- I mean, for us selfishly, I enjoy it better. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. And and we pretty much do the show just for us anyway, so it's, it works out just good. You enjoy it; that's all that matters. <laughs> I lost my girl one time. She said, "What are you gonna do with that?" And I said, "Make me happy." Right. Anyway, so, in Eugene Schwartz's words, his favorite publication was the National Enquirer. This is Brian Kurtz in the afterward, in the afterword for the book. I think this explains why he was such a student of the human race. In his own words, so this is Eugene Schwartz. You cannot lose touch with the people of this country, no matter how successful or potent you are. If you don't spend at least two hours a week finding out where your market is today, you are finished. And so he would keep himself as a common man, quote unquote, in the mindset because he wasn't anymore, you know? Yeah. And that's the problem I trapped myself in was that I don't think like the common person does. Right. So I see through advertising stuff and I don't necessarily believe in what I see. And it was, it's been hard road for me to find that change to be able to, this morning I, I was telling myself it's 90% truth. You know, if I say something that I don't have a hundred percent, I don't want to say something, I can't hundred percent back up. Right. If I make a statement that all men want to learn how to want to be better at picking up women. Mm. It's not a hundred percent true, but right. if I'm selling a dating program it's true enough for the conversational point. You know what I'm trying to say? Sure, there? sure. And so I think that's what I've had trouble developing is that ability to not be complete and true and 100% right. and, and finding that gray area. Yeah, well, I think what's what's interesting on a lot of the stuff that you just said because um, you realized what I think we realized, um, you're serving you a while back, right? So just like you talked about Offer Lab, you didn't need it when you signed up. And you needed it more now. And if you, you know, we, we started a program called uh, now my dream 22 because we felt the dream 100 was broken, right? One, your people are not going to go like as a brand new marketer, you're going to end up in, in courses that you shouldn't be in yet. Cause you're chasing a dream 100 person. You're going to be spending a ton of money uh, trying to get their attention, which is dumb. 
<laughs> it's just dumb, right? And they don't know you. They don't care about you. Like, level yourself up. Help other people level up. And, and guess what? You will win. They will win. You stay more authentic to yourself. And you actually do what you say you're going to do. And then you right. get in the programs that you're supposed to get in at the time you're supposed to get in them. Right. Right? Well, there's tiered influencer levels, too. Everybody knows ABC, right? So. Right y'all are a little bit ahead of me in the C tier. I mean, that's, I, what I don't know about that. I don't, I don't know about that, but, but like, we, we think about this, everybody's, <laughs> everybody's chasing Russell Brunson. Like, I'm not chasing Russell well, Brunson. I mean, in, I'm chasing a baseball bat, but I'm not, chasing right. Russell Brunson. but, but if, if you go through OFA and you learn about the dream 100, you're like, okay, Russell Brunson's on my list. Uh, I'm going to start sending him stuff. Like no one cares. Right. Um, he, you know, and then, then you're like, okay, Steve Larson on that list. Right. But what, what's going to happen is everybody that goes through that. And how many people go through that? Let's say 7,000 people in six, seven months go through this, this program. It was, they were moving 5,000 a month. Okay. So, so how in the world are you little small fish guy that just started? Why is that person even on your G100? Like you're going to waste time, get burned out and quit doing what you should be doing because they're not responding to you. And that's not a knock on them. There's, I mean, if you had 10,000 people reaching out to you uh, in a month, you're not going to respond either. Like, let's just be real. So instead, when we went to Funnel Hacking Live, we're like, God, there's, there's got to be a better way. There's got to be a better way. And so we sat there and we started making connections with people that were just around us standing at the door and before the stampede of opening the door, which I didn't understand that I may or may not have ran over someone, but she was in the way. Anyway. Women and children be damned. Ron is. <laughs> <laughs> she What's stopped. Like I'm running and she stopped in front of me to look around. Like I wasn't paying attention. And she's like, <clears throat> I was like, sorry. And everyone just kept running. I was like, Oh my gosh, what just happened? But um, you know, we, we made, we made connections. I think the first day, and Corey and I started coming up with this idea. What if we can create, and I think I think I coined it the Rat Pack, right? Here's, here's these five guys. What if these five guys can all level up at one time, and then they become the Alex Elliott's, the Doug Bottoms, the, the Steve Larson's, those guys, right? I am fivemanmastermind.com. Oh, you do? That's yeah. what you're doing with that. I love that. I love it. But, but it's the same, it's the same situation. We didn't want, you know, because everyone, the whole FHL is a pitch to join the inner circle. And we thought, like we thought about it until the person at the door was one of the coaches and she like explained what happened. We're like, nope. <laughs> you know, it's not explain what happened. Uh, like what happens in it? Like you never talk to Russell. Oh, of course. Yeah, you never. You, you, she would have been one of my coaches. Yeah, spend twenty five thousand dollars to have the doorman as your coach. Like, no, I don't think yeah, so. <laughs> not something I'm interested in. But I appreciate you. Twenty five thousand dollars <laughs> for Steve Larson to show up late on calls every week. I mean, twice a month. I mean, anyway. Um, yeah. So I mean, that's but that's the point, right? Like, yeah, that's exactly it. So many of so many people are spending twenty five thousand dollars, and they're just not ready. And I mean, there's another mastermind that. Um, you know, was pitched to Ron and I, and, and they have this $1,000 course that so many people are not even ready for that, that Ron and I spend too much time helping for this $1,000 piece. And then they're pitching a $25,000 mastermind. And it's like, well, you need that way later. Like Ron and I are not ready for that. Like there's, if we're not ready for that, there's no way you're ready for that because you're brand new. 
Yeah, we have, we have a client who is going to jump in on a twenty five. It was twenty five thousand dollar master course, and we're like, look, you can you can do it. Uh, we would recommend you don't because you're not ready for that. I'm kind of the mindset that if you can't afford the course and your monthly income, you don't belong in it yet. Ooh, I love that. Yeah, I mean, really, and and I'm about to break that rule because I'm about to go drop pretty penny to get into a, a mastermind on email deliverability, but there's a reason I'm doing that. Like I understand what I'm doing with that. It's not just a, a right. You know, Is it Ian Stanley? Or you're what? not, you're not, you're not doing it for the name. I you're doing it because you need it. Name. Not, not going to argue that at all. Cause Ian is a huge name, but right. Ian's partner, Andrew Jackson, who is over 3 billion, B Bravo billion, 3 billion emails a year that knows how to tweak your system. Cause Hey, if you're going to spam, it can cost you that in an email. You mm-hmm. know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. And so like, I actually was supposed to talk to a guy this morning and uh, he's hard to get a hold of, but he's got 330,000 real estate agents that want to get, that he wants to get his software in front of. And, um, you know, if I make a chunk of that, then it pays for that. Exactly. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. So it, it's one of those where it, it's going to pay itself off. I actually have, I got contacted. Is it, is it this week or last week? What's today? Friday? Saturday, Saturday, right? Yeah. Yeah, I'm all. I, I talked to a guy earlier this week about a con. Basically, that one contract will pay for that mastermind. So, assuming it comes through, it's a done deal. Yeah. Uh, well, let me ask this: that before we shift totally into um, talking about this, Ian Stanley and, and the mastermind there, like you have Groups Pro, things are going hopefully good there, and then you decided you're going to get into email in which I do read all your emails because uh, they are good. And this is pre Ian Stanley's like 50 days or whatever. I, I assume it's pre uh, some of it's pre Ian Stanley. Um, but uh, yeah, walk us through like what, why that changed, what got you, what led you there and all that. So the problem with groups pro is that I don't have the following for that. And I don't want to build, I'm not passionate about Facebook groups. Hmm. I'm passionate about software and automation. Mm-hmm. And so I improved a process that I saw and I've dumped a ton of money in it. And if I could find the right marketer that wanted to sell that, I would give them half of it. They're like, yo, just go sell the thing. I'll handle the back end. I'll handle fulfillment. I'll handle support. I'm going to cut this part out because I want to do it. <laughs> <laughs> I was going to run an affiliate contest and I just haven't got off my ass and done it. Um, and basically the top three prizes, the, the top three people were going to get the opportunity to interview for the position of marketer and half the company, not half the company. Like I'm not giving you half ownership and giving you half rev share. Right. Um, and I say half 30, 40, 50, you know, we'd have to, it, it would all be variable. Never makes sense. Right. Yeah. Um, but I, like I actually approached Ian with that and, and he expressed an interest in it. So that may work out too. Um, but the problem is I don't have that following. And when I first built that sales funnel, I didn't have enough oomph behind it. And it's just kind of this messy page and I still get some sales on it, but it doesn't sell near as much as it should. Um, and I'm not driving any traffic to it. Like I, I, I don't want to say I'm embarrassed of the product because it's a damn good product, but I know what I want it to be and it's not what I want it to be. And I haven't put the energy into it. And so I'm just like, you know, like I went and bought a bunch of PLR stuff. So I've got some, they're, they're mini courses. They're nothing in depth. They're 30 minute, like. How to how to create you know free opt-ins for lead magnets like it's nothing fancy but it's a PLR you know it's decent stuff for somebody getting started 
Um, and I've got all that in the members area, but I haven't updated the sales page to reflect that yet because I don't want to go through the time of doing that. All that to say, I haven't put a lot of effort behind Group Pro and actually selling it. Um, so we're up to 230 active downloads on Google Chrome. And I think my database is 203 users. So, um, and that allows, because you can, you can get two logins. I don't know if you may or may not know that, Corey. You can get two logins. Like if Ron wanted to run your group as well as you, y'all can both log in at the same time. Oh, I didn't know that. I didn't know that. So, now, yeah, because now I'm the one approving all of them, right? Because yeah, you, can, you can get him access. And actually, if y'all had like a um, a VA, the third person to log in, it kicks an error. There's 234 users today, according to Google Chrome. Um, but it, the third person to log in will get an error and say, "Do you want to log in? You're going to boot the first person." So technically, you could have three or four using it, and you're just going to keep logging in, which I don't care. Whatever, you know. Um, I'm telling you how it works. You know, that, that's my problem. <laughs> I don't care. Like, what am I losing by telling you that? You know what I'm saying? Right. Am I losing a sale here and there? Sure. But, nah. Anyway. Um, so All right. So the transition to email. Transition to email. So I'm in Offer Lab. Austin Dixon is this awesome dude. He's, I don't know, like 26, I think. Um, he's, he's, a, he's a rock star on the way. Like, he's going to be a common household name one day in the marketing world. Um, but he, he knows what he's doing. He's extremely intelligent, extremely good at what he does. He carries groups. He carries offer lab. If it wasn't for him, that program wouldn't be anything. Um, and, uh, I've watched him and then he introduced me, not introduced me, but introduced me to Ian Stanley's material. And I've gotten way off into Ian Stanley stuff. And I, I, I'm, it's weird because I'm somewhere between, I enjoy writing, but I enjoy the tech side and the strategy a whole lot more. And so like some of Ian's stuff, I took his, his trigger training that's 3K a couple weeks ago. And I don't have the list to qualify taking that, but to see how he manipulates systems and active campaign to increase deliverability just based on how he sends emails. And I have to leave it at that because I don't want to get you know into that but there's, there's things you can do to increase your deliverability rates by putting an email in your inbox when you're in your inbox. Magic is what it is. That's awesome. Yeah. Um, yeah. Jamie Atkinson is a good friend of ours. And so that was like the first time I ever even heard of that. I was like, how on earth did that just happen? Yeah. <laughs> well, what's funny is I had seen enough of being stuff that I knew what he was doing and I understood like the tech side of it, I understood, but I, as he said, actually, Jamie, on the, on the training, Jamie said something about like, I understand what's going I see what you're doing. And, and Ian said, you see the puppet and you might see the strings, but you can't see the puppet master's hands. And that was what I wanted to see. Right. I, wanted the puppet master's hands. I wanted to know what he was doing on the back end and what the theory was behind it. And so now I've, I've got some of that that I'm starting to use. And, and, you know, if I get the opportunity to work with some, some bigger lists, there's things you can do to increase your deliverability, increase your activity and engagement. Um, the, the client I mentioned earlier, if, if, it, if that deal goes through, they've got 30,000 emails and like a 5%, three to 6% open rate. Now we're going to lose half of those people, but if they haven't opened an email in six months, why are you sending an email? You know, yeah. there's a way to build, and I actually figured this out myself, so I'm proud of myself, but there's a way to build a revolving active list and active campaign. Really? I can tag you as active in the last 30 days. And then when you 
fall off of that, I send you an email and I say, hey, haven't seen anything from you lately. Just checking in. If you still want to get my stuff and hear my dumb redneck jokes, you know, (laughs) tell me what, you know, you know, something like that. And that gets the cycle started again. But if they don't, then they just fall off the list and then they're unsubscribed and they're not unsubscribed. They're just not on your active list. And that way you um, don't send them emails because you want to keep your deliverability 15% or higher because that keeps you in good graces with, with the gods. Got it. Hmm. Cool. No, I I love one. I didn't know anything that you can send an email when someone's in your inbox. So that's awesome. Like that, that is magic. And that's, that's pretty much a game changer because then, you know, that's in front of them, you know, it got their attention. They might not have responded, but you know what? It's, it's, a name, right? They're going to see your name. They start seeing it. They start seeing it. Like I have, I have a very unique situation because my last name is cool. So if you're friends with me on Facebook and anytime you write the word cool, my name pops up, right? So it'll try to tag me. So uh, I had, I had a, uh, a pretty influential person reach out to me through messenger and said, I think it's great that every time I write the word cool, I see your name. And I'm like, gosh, that's perfect. Because then my name is in people's vision all the time. So that's important. And email wise, it's even more important. So I can't wait to like kind of follow you along your journey on, on that piece. And and I think there'd be a lot of people that would be interested, not only following you, but I know you're going to come up with an amazing product just like you did groups, bro. Cause we love it. We talk about it. We tell people about it all the time. And, uh, you know, I, I think that next thing for you is going to hit it out of the park for sure. Well, that's hopefully what, so we have two months of offer lab left and uh, I have to have a funnel out the door or at least my inputs solidified with offer lab in the next probably week. And I've got a rough idea what I want to do, but um, I kept posting on my profile looking for econ people. Cause I took one of the, one of the ends programs, um, exponential income systems where he basically teaches you to reach out, to e-com owners say, Hey, I'll build you an abandoned card sequence. You build an abandoned card sequence, but you charge them like 1500 up front. And then you charge them an ongoing monthly. And part of that is, you know, it's money they wouldn't have got anyway, but it also is incentive for you to keep going in and tweaking and testing it. You know, Hey, we're getting 15% open, right? Let's see if we can get this one to 30, right? Cause it's an abandoned card. Like it's, it's more than a standard broadcast. I should be able to get, you know, I've got the abandoned card sequence for groups pro the first four emails get 30% or better open rates. Nice. Um, now that's a test group of 60 people. It's not a great, you know, it's not a huge list, but it's something. Yeah. Um, but that, that ongoing rev share keeps you on your toes to keep helping them out. Where was I going with that? <laughs> <laughs> uh, just that you're about to have an amazing offer and yeah. So right amazing. now what I'm working on is, is kind of tuning my email skills up and it's, it's in part, it's going to be both, the tech skill as well as the writing skill. And I have no intention of ever being a phenomenal, like, you know, I'm not going to be Stephen Gregory charging or Georgie charging 50 grand and off, you know, for a sales letter. Like it's not what I want to do. Um, I have moral and ethical issues with doing that, not him, but like with what that entails back to the whole, you know, making true promises. Right. Um, but I'll probably end up more on the technical side of it, but I can see myself doing very well in that space down the road. So yeah, it may be an interesting journey to watch, Ron. 
It may not yeah. be. I may crash and burn like a damn rocket. But <laughs> I mean, everybody loves the the crash. That's, That's why people watch NASCAR, right? So it's going to be a good a good journey either way. Right. <laughs> no, your emails are great, man. Though, so I I believe uh, that you're one. I mean, Jamie's is great too. Like I love. You never quite know what you're going to get, and it's right. consistent. Um, so even if I don't officially read the email, like you and Jamie both, like are consistent about it. Uh, one of the few people in my inbox that I know I will see almost on a daily basis. So yeah, this week was bad. I've only sent two emails out this week. I think I don't know why. I've just been busy chasing my tail. There you gotcha. go. All right. Well, let's let's uh, go back just a little bit. I get to ask our favorite question. So I hope you had time to prepare. But uh, everyone knows hindsight's twenty twenty. And so if, if you could go back to a younger Robert, uh, what kind of advice would you give yourself? And uh, when would you have gone back to, to try to get we're past where you are now or, or just on the same path or, or where would you go? The first thing I want to say is that in five months and three weeks, hindsight will in fact be 2020. Yes. And many people are hoping for that, I think. That's, that's actually how we name the show. Is it really? Yeah, because we launched on 1-1-2020 was the show we launched. And we're like, what's, what's 2020? Like, what can we do? Um, we should have called it coronavirus central, but we didn't. So <laughs> I own, what, what, I own, a, I own a couple of coronavirus uh, domains too. I started a deal. Anyway, that's the whole story. What would I tell myself in the past? Um, hmm, do we want to talk business or personal? Avoid that crazy bitch. Um, I, I was gonna, I was gonna ask about. I, I'm gonna ask. So no, wait, we already passed it. The, the I wanted to ask about. Uh, did you ever tell your girlfriend she said yes to spend twenty thousand dollars? Yeah, later on. Okay, all right, cool. And, and she's. It's weird because there's a pretty good age gap. And right. I'm 29. She's 21. Um, That's nothing. Well, but that's a lot to her that it's not to me. You Got it. Like, yeah. like she she wins to sometimes over spending a hundred bucks and I'm like hundred bucks is drop. Right. You know what I'm saying? So Yeah. Um, anyway, hindsight question. Sorry. I probably you know, I, I would say offer lab. The problem is that I really enjoyed what I've learned in there. Mm-hmm. I can't discredit the experience. You know what I'm saying? There's there's some yeah. things I'm not happy about with it, but but I can't describe the experience. I dropped 5K on a con man last year. That would be nice to not have. Um, got involved. I was like, I knew something was off about the guy, but that would be a good one. But like, I'm trying to think of like one big thing. I don't know that I really have a big thing that I would, I would go back and tell myself not to do or do different. And in a lot of ways, it's just because that's what's led me to be where I am now. And I'm not trying to cop out of the question. But it's not like the con man was probably a waste. Like I really didn't learn anything from him to speak of. Um, so that that was just five grand that went out the window that I wouldn't have had to go out the window. Um, learning experience. Don't don't trust con men. <laughs> <laughs> Watch out for the con men. Yeah, right, right. Stupid tax. Um, There's probably more of those out there. Yeah. Well, uh, guru phobia. Yeah. Anyway. Um, I don't know. I don't. No, I think we found uh, when we asked that question, one of two things will happen. One, they have a very clear, this is the point that I wish I would have went back to. And the other is 
if I change any of it, I won't be who I am now. And that's, right? that's the issue with it is like my girlfriend. Okay. I love her dearly and she's right there. Um, Hello, girlfriend. I wouldn't. <laughs> you. I've got even I, I know. I just, it's funny. Like, I wouldn't have met her if it wasn't for the crazy one before her because it was trying to recover that relationship that I met her. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm like? It's just, yeah. yeah. It's, we were in a bar one night because we were trying to recover a relationship and I met this one and then that one went away and this one happened. Like, right. Yeah. You know, I, I am who I am because of what I've done and there's no right. telling who I would be or where I would be if it wasn't for, I may start crying in a second, if it wasn't for what I've done. Yeah. Um, so, no, it's true, man. No, it's it's a hundred percent true, and and it's something that we we probably didn't think it was as deep of a question when we came up with it. Like, just to be honest, and we've had some really deep answers. And like, I I, I cry at a drop of a hat because I have kids, and I and I think once you have kids, like you can't watch movies because I cry at everything now. It makes zero sense, right? Iron Man died. I'm like. <laughs> But it's, it is a truly a deep question because what, what would have happened if you knew the answer and changed? Right. Would you, so, would you be where you're at or not? I'm going to get personal. I'm going to yeah. get real personal for a second. Um, and I've talked about this. This is the first time I've talked about it in, in any sense, but I'm suicidal. I've dealt with suicidal ideation since I was eight years old. Why an eight-year-old wants to kill himself, I don't know. I can't answer that. I will never be able to answer that. And the first gut instinct is to go back and tell myself it's going to be okay, but I'm still alive. So right. it's not like there was anything to change. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. You know what I'm yeah. Say the, yeah. First, the first suicide that happened in my life was actually the same day of my eagle ceremony. Uh, that eagle scout. Yeah. Uh, my right. eagle 92107. My ceremony was January 5 or 4 or 508, whatever that Saturday is. And that date is is not not nominal is is phenomenal in a lot of ways, but but uh, Danny killed himself that morning, and then like the following week, Brad came out. Brad Paisley came out with a song "Letter to Me." Wow! It was country music. It's it's a song about Brad Paisley being in his forties and writing a letter back, and he he stages through different parts of his life where he's yeah. like, when you're twelve, like don't steal that can of Copenhagen. When you're sixteen, you know. Remember to fill the tank up when you take Susie on that date. Actually, that one turns out kind of good. Don't do that. Um, <laughs> but he does yeah, that Right. So, like, in some ways, I would go back and tell myself it's all going to be okay and it, it, you're, you're going to get over it all. But at the same time, I made it through anyway. And, and I have a friend that I credit that, that he doesn't believe me, but he has saved my life on more than one occasion by being the one to answer a phone. Yeah. And he doesn't – he just – he laughs it off because he – I don't know if he's just uncomfortable or doesn't want to play himself for that. He doesn't get it. He's been the guy that was there for me on the right night at the right time on more than one occasion. And I don't know. Sorry. I went off on a rant there. I hope to No, man, that's perfect. Got you thinking about it. So, uh, um, but yeah, I mean, all of us, it's like, there's so many bad decisions. You're like, Oh, if I wouldn't have done that, but then if you didn't do it, like if I wouldn't have had my, you know, bad decisions, would I be with my wife? Would I have my two kids? Right. Right. So and that's, I spent two years of hell dating a crazy one. Yeah. And, and I was miserable for two years. And mine was 19. So 19 years. So you, uh, you, you learned quicker than I, I well, did. I pulled, I pulled her out of bathtub full of blood one night. And that, 
that was kind of the yeah we were already on the rock we were pretty hard on the rocks at that point but um yeah i pulled her back to the brink of death and i was like i don't need you in my life like holy I, smokes man yeah that's, that's scary uh, it wasn't scary it was just it's life and and Dude, I freak out if a mouse is like running across. My wife knows if I if, he, if she hears a girl scream like in the garage, it's probably me because I saw a mouse and I'm freaking out. And she goes, "Did you see a mouse?" <laughs> I was like, "No, why?" She goes, "You saw a mouse." Like it freaks the hell out of me. So I couldn't imagine walking into something like that. I knew roughly what I was walking into, and I'm a paramedic as well. So oh, okay. all those degrees that I have, my first was was paramedicine, um, paramedic firefighter, and then I have a degree in general studies because I just took two too damn many classes and then I have a dual bachelor's in safety industrial hygiene but so I've seen enough things that like that didn't if I didn't have the background I have that probably would have severely bothered me and that the date it was June 13th 2018 um Friday the 13th of all things Jeez. <laughs> <laughs> but, uh, and I laugh about it now but like that that date the 13th of the month for about four months triggered me. And then a Friday the 13th that rolled around a little while later triggered me. And then by June 13th of 2019, I really expected something. Like I expected to have a breakdown that day. I knew what day it was, but it didn't affect me. Um, but yeah, no, it's, I don't know. Anyway. Cool. More fun. No. Than no, that's good, man. We appreciate we appreciate your time, and and I've enjoyed this conversation. So, uh, what are what are you currently up to now? Where can people follow you? Like, what is what is going on with you now? Um, you can opt into my mailing list at cowboyhatmarketing.com. Um, that is the the random list of stuff that Corey mentioned. I send out. Are you on my list, Ron? I, I believe I am. I'm not sure. I'm gonna have to check you, now. No, you're not. You would know. I would know. Okay, then I'm not. All right, so I'm gonna have to. I'm gonna get on, and I would recommend because uh, I know Corey's talked about it a couple times. Uh, I have I have a couple different emails, so I have one that I, I do just to learn, right? Yeah. So here's my email to learn because I want to see what people do. Um, but yeah, I'll I'll definitely chime in. Some of it, some of it is just random, like two minute blurbs of just like, hey, I need to send an email out. Like last Saturday, get this. Believe this or not, last Saturday I was like, I need to send an email today, and I just sent. Like the, the subject line was like, Hey, how's your Saturday or something? I'm going to go look it up. Um, <laughs> but it was a very generic, non-engaging because I had just been in one of the courses I was in had mentioned something about using subject lines, getting, using the name and a subject line and getting higher rates. And I've never done that because Ian Stanley speaks against that. And so I tried it just to see what kind of answer I would get. And, um, can I write for you? <laughs> Campaign. Um, I sent one out. I got a response. Somebody, I have no clue who the guy was. Like, he's somewhere over in the Middle East, and I'm not knocking that, but like, you know, he's he's right. over, over in the Middle East somewhere because he spoke about whatever celebration was going on. Um, and oh my god, how many how many emails? Seven twenty nine. What was that happening? Dude, I love your funnel. It's like so quick. It's like, give me your email. Peace out. <laughs> oh, exactly. Well, I, I just, I put that up so I'd have an opt-in page. Like that is why I have that. August, oh, August 1, because the fact that it just says August 1, not Saturday welcome email, that's what it was. I got, wait, that's not 50. Well, that's not a true 50% opens. That's my test email. Um, so the subject line was, how's it going? Fred, you know, 
and it says, hey, hope you're having a great Saturday so far. I'm headed to a birthday party for a one-year-old here in a few minutes. Should be a fun time had by all. It's been a busy couple of days, but just wanted to send a quick hello over and let you know I'm thinking about you. And I got a significant number of responses. It's a super personal email from a, you know, from, from people that those people probably look up to. Like they're not expecting that. But, it, but it, I guess that's – and that goes back to the whole conversation earlier where it's not personal. If I got that from Steve Larson, I would keep – You knew what it was, but they don't. But it says unsubscribe at the bottom. Like you want to know the broadcast email. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Though? Like that's, yeah, I know, I know. I got that probably. That's probably one of the biggest, the most open rates I've got. I got 29 open rate on that. In, that's in awesome. Reason. Yeah. Um, but it, it, you know, it's just it's any time that you can talk to somebody, read something from somebody, and it's not an offer. Yeah. Right? then it, it helps. Right. And so I think that's so many emails. You're like, Oh, is this, what are they selling me today? Right. Well, and so sometimes it's nice to just have the, Hey, check it in. How are you? Right. If you, you've been on my list, Corey, so you've seen it, but I started, let me see here. So my first broadcast email Sunday evening, damn, that got like 70% opens. Wow. That's impressive. Um, I'm looking for, did you get my first email, Corey? The one about uh, I assume I did because I have several. I, I don't. I don't know what the first one was first at the top of my head. Though. Was talked about being a virgin, or it, it implied being a virgin. <sighs> I probably have it. So. so basically, it said my first time. It, it, the subject was my first. What day, what day did this go out on? I'm trying to find it. Hang on, guys. I know wrong tab. I'm going crazy. I hope this isn't as crazy as it feels on the inside. Campaign sent 6-6-2020. So I've been sending emails out for two months, a couple times a week. Um, there was a point behind me doing this. We were talking about not offering every time. Oh, yeah. yeah. I've probably put three offers out in two months now. Yeah. Like I'm yeah but you're building that relationship. So people are, again, it's 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 the syndrome of... Hey, I barely know you give me a thousand bucks, right? Right. And, and, and I'm trying to play the long game, not short game. Part of it is I don't really have anything to offer other than groups pro. And if you've already bought it, you've already bought it. You don't want to see any more about it. And if you haven't bought it, well, I probably need to sell it to you. But anyway. Um, well, yeah, well definitely the next thing uh, for everyone, I, I'm sure, is we're going to watch this email uh, copywriting and the tech side. And, and I think as we – I'm in now. So. Pod- so we end this uh, podcast episode. Uh, I think you and I need to have a, a further conversation, Robert, on on exactly kind of you know through that next steps and potentially jumping on board with uh, helping Ron and I. Hey, man, I'm, game, dude. I'm more than happy to talk about opportunities and anybody that's out there listening. I'm more than happy to talk about opportunities and automation stuff and emails and automation cool. stuff's fun. Um, I'm going to go on a quick blur and then we'll stop. But the problem with selling automation is nobody thinks they can be automated. Right. People don't realize what can be done. And I had a guy the other day that was like, yeah, I'm really good with Active Campaign or with uh, Zapier, but I don't know how to do that. And it was a, it was a two-second fix. And I was like, dude, go duplicate the Zapier you've got. Add a step. This is what we need to do to it. And I solved this problem in a heartbeat and a half. But I know what I can do. People don't re- – they think they have to do a thing. And it's like, dude, I can make so much stuff happen that you don't have to touch. Right. It's just knowing what your options are and you can't sell automation. No. Anybody listening to this, if you ever want to sell automation, stop. <laughs> um, 
sell sell niche automation, like sell click funnels to active camp, you know, click funnels automate. Like that's one thing. Um, MindBody is a platform that a lot of gyms and yoga studios use. And I got I cornered myself into that pocket of the world. And I can sell MindBody because people have a pain of MindBody, but they don't want to just buy automation. Yeah. I don't know where that came from. Anyway, okay. Perfect. Sign off now. Yeah, Robert. It's been a pleasure. Definitely. Thanks, uh, thanks for joining us today. Uh, uh, yeah, I love the conversation, and uh, we're going to have to have you back again here in a few months as you continue down your uh, your journey. So yeah, give us an update for sure. Oh man, everybody! I hope you enjoyed this as much as I did because I enjoyed my conversation, our conversation with Robert immensely. Yeah, he is such a funny guy. Like I was so excited to just get in there and start talking, but I learned something new. Yeah, that, I mean, that's the point of this show, right? Is to learn a little bit, even even us, right? We're trying to learn from everybody that we talk to and, and make be better and uh, try to grow and try to continue uh, on this journey. So Ron, what are the takeaways? Takeaways, automate. Like get automation to make your life easier. And guess what? When you have something that's working, it's okay to like work your tail off to work on something new. You still have something going, but you have so much other things to offer. And he was a perfect example of that. Yeah, absolutely. I know uh, emails is one thing that we're continuing that to try to work on for our clients. And uh, we're trying to learn from Robert. So hopefully we got some good stuff in store for anybody on our email list. Uh, but definitely it will be thanks to Robert. So uh, last but not least, hey, head on over to facebook.com forward slash groups forward slash now 22. And guys, we thank you for being the best part of the Hindsight Hackers community.